Good morning, friends. Today is Thursday, the 5th of November, 2020. Our readings today are Psalm 71, Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, 44, 1 through 15, Revelation 16, 12 through 21, and Luke 13, 18 through 30. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with patient and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God. And we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 71. In you, O God, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O God, are my hope, my trust, O God, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have been like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. 
Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me, and those who watch for my life consult together. They say, Pursue and seize that person whom God has forsaken, for there is no one to deliver. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let my accusers be put to shame and consumed. Let those who seek to hurt me be covered with scorn and disgrace. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts and of your deeds of salvation all day long. Though their number is past my knowledge, I will come praising the mighty deeds of my sovereign God. I will praise your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to all the generations to come. Your power and your righteousness, O God, reach the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth you will bring me up again. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you. My soul also, which you have rescued. All day long my tongue will talk of your righteous help. For those who tried to do me harm have been put to shame and disgraced. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus or Sirach, 44, 1-15. Let us now sing the praises of famous forebears, our ancestors in their generations. God apportioned to them great glory, God's majesty from the beginning. There were those who ruled in their dominions and made a name for themselves by their valor, those who gave counsel because they were intelligent, those who spoke in prophetic oracles, those who led the people by their counsels and by their love of the people's lore. They were wise in their words of instruction. Those who composed musical tunes or, to put, or put verses in writing, Rich people endowed with resources, living peacefully in their homes. All these were honored in their generations and were the pride of their times. Some of them have left behind a name so that others declare their praise. But of others, there is no memory. They have perished as though they had never existed. They have become as though they had never been born, they and their children after them. But these also were godly people whose righteous deeds have not been forgotten. Their wealth will remain with their descendants and their inheritance with their children's children. Their descendants stand by the covenants, their children also for their sake. Their offspring will continue forever and their glory will never be blotted out. Their bodies are buried in peace, but their name lives on generation after generation. The assembly declares their wisdom and the congregation proclaims their praise.
Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle A, A Song of Wisdom Wisdom freed from a nation of oppressors, a holy people, and a blameless race. She entered the soul of a servant of God, withstood dread rulers with wonders and signs. To the saints she gave the reward of their labors, and led them by a marvelous way. She was their shelter by day, and a blaze of stars by night. She brought them across the Red Sea, she led them through mighty waters. But their enemies she swallowed in the waves, and spewed them out from the depths of the abyss. And then, God, the righteous sang hymns to your name, and praised with one voice your protecting hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of the mute, and gave speech to the tongues of a newborn people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 16, verses 12 through 21. The sixth angel poured their bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up in order to prepare the way for the rulers from the east. And I saw three foul spirits like frogs coming from the mouth of the beast and from the mouth of the false prophet. These are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the rulers of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. See, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and is clothed, not going about naked and exposed to shame. And they assembled them at that place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured their bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a violent earthquake, such, had not occur- such as had not occurred since people were upon the earth. So violent was that earthquake. The great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. God remembered great Babylon and gave her the wine cup of the fury of their wrath. And every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found. And huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, dropped from heaven on people. Until they cursed God for the plague of the hail, so fearful was that plague. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle R a song of true motherhood. God chose to be our mother in all things, and so made the foundation of their work most humbly and most pure in the virgin's womb. God, the perfect wisdom of all, arrayed himself in this humble place. Christ came in our poor flesh to share a mother's care. Our mothers bear us for pain and for death. Our true mother, Jesus, bears us for joy and endless life. Christ carried us within them in love and travail until the full time of their passion. And when all was completed and Christ had carried us so for joy, still all this could not satisfy the power of their wonderful love. All that we owe is redeemed in truly loving God. For the love of Christ works in us. Christ is the one whom we love. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. 
The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 13 verses 18 through 30. Jesus said, therefore, what is the dominion of God like? And to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again, he said, to what should I compare the dominion of God? It is like yeast that a person took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus went through one town and village after another, teaching. As he made his way to Jerusalem, someone asked him, God, will only a few be saved? Jesus said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. When once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us. Then in reply they will say to you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But they will say, I do not know where you come from. Go away from me, you evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the dominion of God, and you yourselves thrown out. Then people will come from east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the dominion of God. Indeed, some who are last will be first, and some who are first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. So here are a few thoughts on the readings today. Firstly, on the psalm. It says pretty clearly here that those who don't know God will scoff, will say that there's no one to save us, will come after us. And we can definitely see that happening in the world today. But that is not the sum total, right? And it is not, it is not what's, what's really going on. It's only seeing one piece of the picture, to put it very lightly. And so God is here. And God will rescue us and we can be assured in God's goodness and God's protection and God's faithfulness. God has saved us. God is saving us and God will save us in all the tenses, right? We've actually, and in the psalmist speaks about this, we've been saved so many times just today that we don't even know about. So we can trust that our immortal souls are safe with God. Ecclesiasticus, or Syriac, tells us that those whom history has forgotten, God has not. And this means so much to me because even in our Bible, women's names are forgotten. The names of minorities are forgotten. It is the names of the men that are written down, the names of those who were at the time empowered in very specific ways that allowed them to be remembered by human history. And it is 
it's so encouraging to remember that God, <laughs> sorry, I'm redundant here, to remember that God remembers, but God doesn't forget the ones that our history in all of its failings and all of its human failings forgot. God doesn't. Their holy legacy continues, is ongoing in our communal work. And part of that work is to uncover some of these great and holy people whom history, whether intentionally or unintentionally, forgot. For each of them, according to their gift, gave to us, to God, to the ongoing work of God and God's holy creation. And so we each, according to our gift, go. But their contribution isn't lost either. Even if we don't even know to name it, God knows and God treasures it and it is important. And like we talked about back in August, without each piece, the mosaic is incomplete. And so God, God has gathered, God gathers those pieces and places them carefully and lovingly and reverently even into the beautiful, the biggest picture that God is creating. And this that God is building, that we are building together with God, it's eternal. It's not like the works of mankind. And I say that, I use the word mankind particularly. Revelation shows us, Revelation tells us that all that mankind built destroyed in an instant. But what God is building, what we are contributing to, the great work that our pieces are going into, that is eternal. It is so much more significant. I know it feels like in this moment, the temptation to despair is so thick. But please don't persevere. Luke tells us that what we think are tiny beginnings, what are minuscule, what could be forgotten, what could fall through the crack of the floor like a mustard seed, Bring forth great things. And I believe that the message isn't so much about the closed door in Luke, but about staying with Christ. If we stick with God, then we are already with God when the door is closed. And I'm not saying that it's impossible to leave and return what I am saying is if ever there were uh, a holy FOMO, for those who don't know the acronym, it's fear of missing out. This should be it. I don't want to miss one minute with Christ or in Christ's great and holy community. I want to be right there for all of it. So let's be present even when it's painful. Let's be here with Christ. 
and I have, I have this little kind of imagining. I imagine, you know, and, and I know it's not exactly like this, but I, I just, I like to think about things, you know, and I imagine myself in heaven with all the angels and they're good naturedly teasing me about the stuff I missed. And I know it's a weird analogy, but kind of like a, a comrade in arms, you know, someone we serve in the military with, if we missed a battle, like I'm picturing them joking and saying, yeah, I mean, you decided to take a little trip to wherever part company with us for a minute. And this is what you missed out on. So, you know, you don't get the bragging rights. You're just teasing about it. I don't think that we can miss salvation. I know, I know we can't miss salvation and I know we can't throw our salvation away, but I think we can miss moments. And I think God redeems that like whatever purpose God had for us in that moment, whatever lesson or growth experience we needed, I think God just brings us to it another way. I don't think God's purpose is ever thwarted, but I do think we miss out on experiences with God. I think when we turn away from God and we turn towards something else, we're missing something wonderful that God has for us. And it's not that the purpose isn't fulfilled later on. God does bring us back around, right? All, all paths are kind of circular. That's why I love the Celtic imagery so much. But I think that, that we should have a holy desire to be close to God, to not miss anything, to already be there in the banquet room when the door is closed. And furthermore, to gather in as many as we can to be there with us. But we never, I think we go about it the wrong way today when we try to shame people into coming in the door. We need to invite people it all needs to be out of and for love. You don't invite a person to a party at your house and be like shaming them. That's just going to hurt the relationship. But you invite with open and welcoming arms and just like God, if they don't come the first time, you invite them the next time. And all of this to say, like, I want to be so careful because everything is balanced. Everything is nuanced. Everything is intention. That is not to say you should fling open the doors of your home, whether physically or metaphorically speaking, like the doors of your heart to unsafe people. I love, and you've heard me say this before. I love the way Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach put it our homes, and that includes the homes of ourselves, our souls, our holistic persons, and our physical homes here on earth, the places in which we exist, both spiritually, physically, metaphorically, etc. They're like islands. And we just pull that drawbridge and we only let love on. And if you come carrying, if you come with your pack mule, laden with shame and fear and whatever else, God bless you, but I'm not letting you bring that in my space. When you and God together, and I will help however God desires me to, however I, I am, am moved to, however is good for you and for us and for God, I will help. 
But until you've laid that stuff down, you're not coming in. And I think that's important. That may just be a fancy way of saying boundaries, but I like the imagery. So I think what I'm trying to say here is that what God is building with us is eternal. We have trust in God. These small beginnings that others have planted and we're nourishing or that we're planting and others will nourish, etc., etc., are going to lead to great things. Persevere. Stay with Christ. Those whom human history has forgotten, Christ remembers. And all of it is important. Keep love. Open wide the doors to love. Pull the drawbridge on anything else, my dears. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. We are going to use, um, in place of the suffrages, the prayers from the Iona Abbey worship book, as we have done often lately. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for Proper 26 Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for the Unity of the Church 
Almighty Creator, whose blessed incarnate before their passion prayed for their disciples that they might be one, as you and Christ are one, grant that your church, being bound together in love and obedience to you, may be united in one body by the one Spirit, so that the world may believe in the one whom you have sent. Your begotten, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let us pray as the prayer for mission, the prayer attributed to St. Francis, as we have been lately. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear God, I pray that we contribute, each as you have gifted us, to your eternal and everlasting creation to the divine building project that we are partners with you on, dear God. We pray that all may come to know you and that we may act from the wellspring of your love, that we remember with your help and resurrect in memory those whom history has overlooked, cast aside, or been forgotten. Give us faith to remember that small seeds planted grow into big things. God, let us draw so near to you that we are present in every moment and experience that you lay before us. God, be with us now and place in this country And in the global community, a ruler after your own, a leader, pardon me, after your own heart, a leader for justice and the oppressed, a leader who is holy, blessed with your divine grace and motivated by and rooted in your love. Amen. Let us say together the prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. 
Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.